Thank you, choir. Keith, you can fade to black because this is not the correct scripture for today because I am moving out of the John text for the next couple of weeks and moving into the Ephesians text. Here's what the John text for the next four weeks in our lectionary says. Jesus is the bread of life. That's it. Jesus, I mean, all four weeks is Jesus is the bread of life. If you come to Bible school, you're going to hear a lesson on Jesus, the bread of life. So I'm not going to preach on that because you can be thoroughly informed on that topic simply by showing up. But what I am going to preach on is Ephesians 4, the first 16 verses. And what you have to understand about Ephesians is, first of all, the city of Ephesus was an ancient Greek city. It's now in modern Turkey. And it was uh, the home of the Temple of Artemis, which was one of the seven wonders of the world. So they had many, many tourists coming into the city to see all that. It was also a major intersection of three of the great highways of the ancient world. And so it was a very cosmopolitan city. It was filled with all kinds of different kinds of people. They knew what diversity was. And the church struggled with Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians and how they were going to live together. And in the first three chapters of Ephesians, the author works with us to get us to understand the theology behind why the church needs to be united. When ultimately in in chapter 2, the author says, Jesus is our peace and has broken down the dividing walls of hostility between us. So because of our faith in Christ, we should be able to live as one unified body. When he hits chapter 4, the tone changes. And we know it changes because the first word of chapter 4 is therefore, right? And when you lay out a logical argument, you say, here's my argument, and therefore, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the blah, 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 blah. The blah, blah, blah is, I've told you the theology, now here's the implications for it for ethical living. And I'm going to read from the message. God bless you. The message version of the Bible because the way that Jean Peterson does this is really fascinating. It's a beautiful text and much easier to understand for us than the translated text. So here's, here's what it says. And, the, the, and you always have to be careful about headings that you find in your Bibles because they were not original to a biblical text. But this one I love because it says to be mature. And if I were going to title this sermon, it would be called Grow Up. So, it says, therefore, in light of all this, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off. 
down some path that goes nowhere and mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not fits and starts, but steadily, pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love, alert at noticing differences and quick at mending fences. You were called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated with oneness. Oneness. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Out of, general, out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given our own gift. The text for this, he climbed the high mountain, he captured the enemy and seized the booty. He handed it all out in gifts to the people. Is it not true that the one who climbed up also climbed down, down to the valley of the earth? And the one who climbed down is the one who climbed back up to the highest heaven. He handed out gifts above and below, filled the heaven with his gifts, filled the earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, Pastor, teacher, to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other. Do you get that? The body of Christ, all working rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son. Fully mature adults fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. No prolonged infancies among us, please. We do not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to grow up. Grow up to know the whole truth and tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Here ends our reading. Thanks be to God. My, uh, here it is. Did you ever have a fight with your older, sis- older sister or older brother and they looked at you and went, Grow up! Or, did you ever, <laughs> Bob Mead, did you ever want to go to the quarter movies? That's funny right there. 
the quarter movies, with your older brother or sister, and they said, grow up, you're not old enough to come along. Right? Well, here Paul is telling us, or the author of this text, is telling us, grow up. Grow up. And why do we grow up? Because Christ is central in the church. And we, as the body of Christ, know that we need to be unified. We've heard that for three chapters in Ephesians. And you know all those metaphors. If the hand says, I'm a foot, then who does the work of the hand? If the eye says, I'm an ear, you don't get to see. But each part of us, each one of us is part of a unified body. And a body, right, this stuff is organic, is alive, and is constantly growing and changing. And somebody is about to stand up and say, I hate change. I mean, let me tell you something. If you're not growing, you're dead. Do you all know that every cell in your body regenerates itself within 48 hours? You can say you hate change all you want, but you are changing constantly. The world around you is changing constantly. The people you relate to are changing constantly. Growth is part of life. And growth in the body of Christ is part of what we're supposed to be doing. In Ephesians, we learn we are supposed to be becoming mature Christians. I had a professor who used to attend churches all over town. And about every five to seven years, he ended up in a new one. And everybody thought that was strange. And finally somebody said to him, what, 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 are you do, like, what are you doing? Are you just like checking them out? Do you get mad and want to leave? You know, what's happening? And he said, no. As I grow in my own spiritual life, as I develop, I go to places that can, can help me be a better Christian. That can help me mature in Christ. Because we're not designed as a body of Christ to stay stagnant. But we should always be moving forward, growing, improving, getting better, increasing our relationship with God and with one another. I knew a guy who was a track star and he only worked on this muscle right here. He would always do all kinds of things to work on this muscle right here. And his th 
thighs were huge. The problem is, every time he went to run, he was a sprinter. And every time he went to run, he'd blow this muscle right here. Because he never worked on this one right here. And muscles always come in pairs. See? If I, in the body of Christ, am growing and blossoming and flourishing, but you, in the body of Christ, are not, we will suffer together. We need each other to be moving forward. And how do we do that? Well, we're all given different gifts. And here it just mentions a few. Some are prophets, some are evangelists, some are preacher teachers. But listen, we know some teach Sunday school. Some make finger sandwiches. Some know how the boiler works. Some give money. (laughs) Some spend money. That was also supposed to be funny, sorry. Some are administrative. Some work with the elderly. You know how it goes. Everybody in the body of Christ has a gift that God has given us to make the body better. And what I love about the version of the text I just wrote to you is, he says, he flat out says, Gene Peterson, as he's translating, says, so stop sitting on your hands. You've been given a gift. Stop just sitting around and not using it. Grow up. mature Christians because once you move toward becoming a mature Christian you realize that there's always more to do and more to learn and more closer a relationship you can have with Jesus grow up Now, I switched to Ephesians for these next few times because I knew at some point during this course of this, these few weeks that I was going to want to talk about the work of our capital campaign. And I've had real trouble putting this sermon together this week because I don't know how to tell you if you do not participate in this, you are going to miss the chance of a lifetime. And I can already tell from some of your faces that you're going. Listen, we have to raise some money for an organ. Our organ's worn out. That's just a fact. And we're going to do a capital campaign that's going to do that. The financial part of it really can't fail. But the reason we hired the people we did to help us with this campaign is because we want it to be so much more for the body of Christ. Us, those of us sitting here. 
This campaign is designed to pull us together as a church, to teach us new spiritual disciplines. Stewardship, yes, but also studying the Bible, praying, being together in fellowship and discipline. It's all the stuff that Paul is talking about in the fourth chapter of Ephesians. It's the way that we become mature Christians. It's the way that we press on to the future. We are lining that up. You don't want to miss it. Stop sitting on your hands and grow up. Get in the game. And join all of us in moving forward toward our maturity in Christ. If you think of this as a journey, you know how that goes. You may take a very nice trip, but when you take it with your children who are small or the rest of your family and friends, it's not so much where you end up that matters. It's what happens along the road. Join us in the journey toward a better relationship with Christ and a better relationship with each other. You don't want to miss this. Thanks be to God. Amen.